the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome back in. 844-TALK-989-844-825-5989. Phone lines are open. It's uh, Mash It Up Monday. We've been talking about Governor Mike DeWine. We've been talking about January 6th. And uh, at the end of the last segment, I said that I would uh, reference a Tucker Carlson uh, video. And uh, I'm going to do that now. Uh, This was released on January 5th. It is uh, with Dr. Brett Weinstein. And as you can imagine, when you type his name into the search engine, the uh, medical industrial complex and, and the nefarious forces, they, they get out to uh, Wikipedia, right? Anytime that you make a dent in their argument, they're, they're going to they're gonna portray you as a conspiracist. There are some incredible journalists in the world, by the way, who are actually leading the uh, information, uh, I don't know, dispensation like getting information out on what's what went on in uh the biden family and, and other major outlets are saying okay we need we need your help in understanding all of this but people like that are even called conspiracists and it's crazy the world that we live in it really is when you type something into a search engine we're at the point that you have to ask yourself okay am i typing it in on brave browser or google and what's the difference and google's going to give you you know, all the stuff that the, the Marxists want you to read first. I'm just being I'm just being honest. Call me a conspiracist. That's fine. I only need six months. And then you're going to go. He was right. Uh, but anyway, Tucker Carlson's talking with Dr. Brett Weinstein and uh, Dr. Weinstein uh, spent two decades advancing the field of evolutionary biology. He has a Ph.D. from uh, that state up north, the University of <clears throat> before teaching at uh, Evergreen State College for 14 years. He resigned there in 2017. He developed a new Darwinian framework based on design trade-offs, made some important discoveries regarding the evolution of cancer and uh, the adaptive significance of moral Uh, self-sacrifice. To say the guy is an intellectual is an understatement. But uh, Tucker had him on, and I'm going to try to play this part right here. I don't know how far down the trail we're going to go. But this is uh, Dr. Weinstein talking about mRNA vaccines. Excuse me mRNA shots uh, versus vaccines. So we're just going to listen for maybe a minute here. Uh, Cut seven. But for the swapping out of the antigen in question. So it was like Legos. Yeah, it's exactly like Legos. And presumably um, with some justification to the extent that this technology was safe, pharma would be able to argue, well, we don't really need to go through thorough safety testing of the entire platform each time we deploy it. All we need to do is figure out if the antigen that we've loaded in this time is in some way uh, more dangerous than the last one. The problem, so that the technology in question is the mRNA transfection platform, which was wrongly in this case called a vaccine. And it is ingenious. It solves a really important problem 
from gene therapy, which is oftentimes you want to get the body to do something. Let's say that you are missing a functional copy of a gene that produces some product like insulin that you need. Well, you could take insulin or it would be great if we could convince your body to produce the product itself like a healthy person does. Very hard to do that, though, because the body is composed in adult humans, 30 trillion cells or so. So how do you get cells to take up the message and produce enough of the product to matter? Well, the mRNA technology allows you to um, induce cells to take up an mRNA message, which they will then automatically transcribe. And um, it does this by encapsulating these messages in lipid nanoparticle. Lipid just means fat. And you may remember from basic chemistry, like attracts like, like dissolves like. And so these fats get taken up by cells um, uh, very regularly for simple chemical reasons. And then the message gets transcribed and voila, you've gotten cells to produce something that they didn't know how to produce in the first place. Useful for uh, vaccine-like technology, useful for curing deficiencies. The problem, however, is that this amazing technology, which it's very hard to estimate how much money pharma might have made from it. I think hundreds of billions of dollars is absolutely certain. Trillions of dollars is not off the table, given that this would allow patentable drugs to be produced indefinitely into the future. Um, but the technology itself has a terrible safety flaw that, in my opinion, never would have gotten through even the most cursory safety tests. Um, and that flaw is that there's no targeting of the lipid nanoparticles. The lipid nanoparticles will be taken up by any cell they encounter. And while that's not perfectly random, it will be haphazard around the body. Now, if they were limited, if they simply stayed in the injection site, as we were told when the uh, vaccine rollout began, that the, the vaccines, the so-called vaccines, stay in the injection site, well, then the cells that took up these messages would be in your deltoid, and what happens next wouldn't be terribly serious. The problem is we learned very quickly and should have predicted from the get-go that they weren't going to stay in the deltoid. All of anything you inject in that space is going to leak out and it's going to circulate around the body. And here's the problem. Now, forgive me, this is a little bit technical, I know that, but um, it involves understanding how immunity naturally develops. So when you become sick, let's say with a virus, some uh, particle has gotten into a cell of yours and it has hijacked it and it has started, it has tricked that cell into producing copies of itself, more viruses, which affect or infect adjacent cells. And if the virus is an effective one, they will also figure out how to jump out of you, like when you cough and get inhaled by the next person and infect their cells. The body's response to seeing a cell of yours, which it recognizes as yours, that is producing an antigen, that is to say a protein that it doesn't recognize, is to assume that that cell is virally infected yes. and to destroy it. That is the only correct thing for the body to do when it encounters a cell of yours making foreign protein. Now, this transfection technology, the mRNA vaccine technology, as they called it, does exactly this. It tricks your cells into producing foreign 
antigens, which the immune system cannot help but recognize as an indicator of infection, and it destroys those cells. Far cry from a vaccine that gives you a little bit of what it's trying to prevent and allows your body to create some natural, robust immunity to stave it off. If what Dr. Weinstein is saying is true, and I'm couching it as I don't know, but the mRNA technology was a solution waiting for a problem. And prior to that clip being played, you heard Tucker Carlson say it's kind of like Legos. Basically, you have the technology, and as long as you put the antigen in the technology, like it can, it can create this pattern repeatedly. So whatever the antigen is, it can, that message can be sent to another cell to transcribe and, and then onto another cell. And so this antigen is supposed to create this message within your cells that is supposed to be good, right? But if you followed what Dr. Weinstein said, he said it has a terrible safety flaw. And that safety flaw is when you have a foreign antigen or a protein, your body can't help but look at it and assume that it's virally infected, thus attacking itself. That fact alone, if it is true, that fact alone, being known by drug makers could have never resulted in a vaccine that had just been newly produced and not properly tested on big groups of people with longitudinal data to be called completely safe and completely effective. I would suggest that you get over to Tucker Carlson at Tucker Carlson. Watch episode 60 with... uh, Brett Weinstein. He also talks about the World Health or World Health Organization's plans for you in 2024. You, you got to watch the whole video. Thank you for listening to 98.9 FM The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, editor in chief of the Ohio Press Network filling in for Bruce Hooley on his own show. And I appreciate you reading our newspaper, the Ohio Press Network, theohiopressnetwork.com. And this happens all the time. I, I look up and it's 10 minutes to one and show's almost over. It's crazy. So before I go too far down the road, um, uh, Jeff, I'm going to come to you in about 30 seconds. So get, get set. Uh, <clears throat> Alan was here earlier. Jeff is here now. And Jeff is our resident expert on football. So uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him two questions, one about the Browns and the uh, C.J. Stroud Texans, and then the contest tonight between the Washington Huskies, who last won a national championship, and I believe it was 91 or 92, and then uh, the team up north who won a championship in 97. So we'll start there. Uh, Jeff Murtaugh, uh, do you have the Wolverines or the Huskies tonight in the college football national championship and why? Well, I uh, I got to go with uh, the old blue 
the Wolverines in this one. And honestly, it's kind of fitting if you really think about it. The four-team playoff has been around now. This will be year 10. And what happened in year one? You had the Ohio State Buckeyes beat Alabama by a touchdown yep. to get to the finals and then defeat a Pac-12 team to win the championship. And a Pac-12 team has not played in the championship since then. Uh, and now, you know, you get year 10, you get a Big Ten team, beat a, a uh, beat Alabama by one touchdown, go to the championship, play a Pac-12 team, and it would be fitting to bookend it. Ohio State wins the first one, Michigan wins the last one. So I uh, I just think Michigan's going to get it done. Uh, it's a great analogy, and, and pardon me, I'm going to probably sound like Lou Holtz here. I felt like the team Ohio State played, Oregon, in their national championship, outside of a good quarterback, I thought they were soft. And I think Penix is a good quarterback, but I look at like the toughness. I, I feel like we're seeing the same thing again with Washington. I think they're kind of soft. And I feel like that team up north, a little bit tougher, a little bit grittier. How do you see that? Well, w- without going over Washington's schedule with a fine-tooth comb, I- I'm going to guess they haven't seen a team that runs the ball like Michigan does. Right. Um, and I haven't been a huge fan of Washington. I respect what they've done. Going you know, 14-0 and now is tremendous. But you look at their last, I think it's eight games, have all been decided by one score. I think they've been lucky. You know, and look what happened with Texas. They had a big lead. They kind of fell asleep, and Texas very nearly won that game right at the end. So yep. I think Washington's been a little lucky, and I think that's probably going to wear, wear out tonight. Got a score? Oh, I, I don't know. I... Uh, hard to say uh it really it feels a lot like you know the ohio state michigan game from a couple years ago when you got the one really good offense versus the really good running game and a solid defense uh you know and michigan was able to control that game it ended up being what was it 40 i don't know 42 to to 20 7 or something like that i just wrote down 42 to 24 so this is great go ahead I think it's going to be probably something in that ballpark because I just I think it'll stay close in the first half. I just think Washington's defense is going to wear down. I agree. Michigan's just going to keep pounding it and pounding it and pounding it, and eventually it's kind of going to fall apart for Washington. So, so you're I, saying forty two twenty seven ish? Yeah, somewhere okay. in there, maybe forty two twenty four. I'm going to go with that too. We're on the same page. Forty two twenty four. To transcribe the or transpose the numbers forty two twenty four. Uh, all right, Browns Texans. Have the Texans seen? I, I'm interested to see how healthy the Browns defense can be. Have the Texans seen a Cleveland Browns defense? And does Stroud have the ability to get it done in Houston? Well, they've seen it because they played them, you know, a couple weeks back. So- but were they healthy? And did the Texans have C.J. Stroud? I guess that's the question, like at the helm. Go ahead. Sorry. I just Houston knows what to expect. I mean, they, they know what's coming, and they know it's going to be a buzzsaw. Uh, yeah, Stroud's back. That'll help them, certainly. But I, they, basically, you watch the game. If you watch the game they played against the Colts, they're a one-trick pony. And it's 
we're going to throw it to Nico Collins. And if that doesn't work, I don't know what we're going to do. CJ is going to scramble. Yeah, I mean that that that's what they got. But um, you know, Jim Schwartz knows. I mean, he knows. He knows what's going on. He's going to put two guys on Collins the whole game, and they're going to say, "Look, you know, it's going to be you against Garrett and and you know Tomlinson and and all those pass rushers." So if you want to run for five yards or you want to check down to Dalton Schultz for five yards, go ahead. Yep. You know, go ahead. You're going to make a mistake eventually. Uh, Do you think this defense is healthier than when they played them a few weeks ago? I'd have to imagine so. Okay. Um, they, they rested basically everybody, everybody important this last week. You know, So I, I think the whole defense should be healthy going into the playoff game. And, yeah, the Houston offense, they'll be, they'll be better. But if they – you know, clamp down on Collins. I, I just don't think they're going to be able to score. So Browns. Yeah, I, I you know, it, you never know. You, you just you never know. Playoffs, crazy stuff can happen. But if they, you know, if they've seen what's going on, this Browns defense again should carry the the lumber. And I, I don't know that the Browns are going to score as much as they've been scoring. I think things will get a little tighter in the playoffs, but. I say Browns win something like, you know, twenty four to thirteen, something like that. I've got them thirty one seventeen. I like your twenty four thirteen. Great analysis, Jeff Murtaugh. That's good stuff. Um, we'll wrap up with some political stuff. Bernie Marino, GOP candidate for U.S. Senate. You know, he was endorsed by Warren Davidson, Congressman Warren Davidson, one of the founding members of the Freedom Caucus. We need a conservative. We need conservative leaders in the Senate. And Bernie Marino is building the campaign it takes to defeat Sherrod Brown. Bernie is a proven leader. He understands and has embraced the policies that not only defend freedom, but restore a government small enough to fit within the Constitution. I offer my endorsement and ask Ohioans to unite behind his campaign. That was last week. And then today, I'm proud to stand with President Trump and Senator Vance in endorsing Bernie Marino for U.S. Senate. Bernie is a true America first conservative and will make us proud in the U.S. Senate. Our country needs common sense conservative fighters now more than ever. Bernie is a political outsider who has lived the American dream. His perspective, his grit, and his conservative values will serve Ohio well in the U.S. Senate. That is an endorsement from Congressman Jim Jordan. So Jim Jordan, Warren Davidson, J.D. Vance, President Donald Trump, the endorsements continue to pile up for Bernie Marino. We'll see if it's going to be enough for him to overtake uh, Matt Dolan and Frank LaRose. Hey, uh, tomorrow I'm working on a story that we're going to talk about. Vanessa Joy is a candidate, a Democratic candidate for uh, the State House, And she was denied uh, the opportunity to run because she changed her name and didn't give uh, the, the Secretary of State her former name. There might be a reason. I'll discuss that with you tomorrow. So be back here at 11 o'clock. Until then, have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.